0: Welcome to Seven Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe, or comment, or share it with a friend. If there's any one story from the Torah that lots of people know, it's probably this one: the Israelites have escaped slavery in Egypt and made their way out into the desert. They passed through the Red Sea which, by the way, is the other story that everybody knows, and they've camped now at the foot of Mount Sinai. Now, Mount Sinai is where something amazing will happen, where, according to the Torah's narrative, God will give us the Ten Commandments, and where we will enter into covenant with God, commit ourselves to this tradition and this way of life. So before we go any further into the Parsha, let me make a few clarifying points. First of all, nobody knows where Mount Sinai is. We know where the Sinai Desert is, and certainly there are a number of mountains in that desert, but unlike some other biblical locations, like, say, the Temple in Jerusalem, or the cities of Beersheba and Hebron, where the patriarchs and matriarchs are supposed to have lived, we have no clear location we can pinpoint as being Mount Sinai. Now, that might be partly for archaeological reasons. There there just aren't long-standing areas of settlement in the Sinai desert that we can point to and say, that's the place where it happened. But at the same time, it seems to be a purposeful choice on the part of the framers of the Torah to place the giving of the Torah in an obscure location. The story could have been, God appeared at the temple in Jerusalem and gave us the commandments. But instead, this foundational event happens in a place far, far away that belongs to nobody in particular. That way nobody can build a temple there and say, it's mine, it's not yours. So that's clarification number one. Here's clarification number two. Despite the fact that I keep calling them the Ten Commandments, there's not exactly such a thing as the Ten Commandments in Judaism. Now you might say to me, what do you mean there's no Ten Commandments in Judaism? I've seen the movie where Charlton Heston goes up on the mountain and gets the tablets from God. And you're right, that's correct. You might also say to me, what do you mean there's no Ten Commandments in Judaism? Don't the Ten Commandments sit at the very base of the Jewish way of life? Not to mention Christianity and Islam and Western society? And that's right. You'd also be right about that. When I say that there's no such thing as the Ten Commandments in Judaism, I don't mean that these ten aren't important. What I mean is, they aren't the only Commandments. These ten are seen as part of a larger system. In Judaism, there are actually 613 commandments. In Hebrew, we call them mitzvot, sacred obligations. They're found all over the Torah. And they govern every aspect of Jewish life, how we eat, how we work, prayer, ritual, justice in the legal system, relationships between people, righteous giving to the poor. These mitzvot are the building blocks of Jewish life. Now, people may observe them differently or even choose not to observe them. My Shabbat looks very different from that of an Orthodox Jew. But these mitzvot, these 613 commandments, and not just 10 are the basic unit of Jewish life. And yet, there's something special about these ten, and it has something to do with where they come from. Here's what it says in this week's Torah portion. V'yehi kolot ubrachim, v'anan kaved al-hahar, vekol shofar chazak me'od. It says there was lightning and thunder and a dense cloud upon the mountain. That is Sinai that we're talking about, and a very loud blast of the shofar, and all the people trembled. Elohim kol hadvarim And then God spoke all of these words. So what this parsha is describing in telling the story of Mount Sinai is a moment of contact. Between the people and God, an experience of hearing God speak these words to them. In fact, remember when I said in Judaism there's not exactly such a thing as the Ten Commandments? Well, in Hebrew, we don't call them the Ten Commandments. We call them Aseret Hadibrot, the Ten Sayings or Utterances, the Ten Things God Said. And that's what makes the Revelation at Sinai unique and important. Not because all of Judaism is somehow contained in 10 sentences, but rather the message of this story is that every once in a while people hear from God. Every once in a while we come into contact with something divine. And it's out of that contact that we learn the laws of life, the ethics, the morals, the principles, the rituals that bring meaning to our lives. So now that I've said that, let me clarify that also because I'm a modern rationalist person and I'm a liberal Jew and I don't believe that God speaks to us with a booming voice from the heavens or that God sends us encoded messages. I'm not even convinced that God works that way, that God even is a being or a supernatural entity who has the ability to speak or command. Mostly I think of God as being a presence in the universe that helps us make meaning, that makes us able to love and help each other, that connects all things, that inspires us to feel awe. One of the things I really appreciate about Judaism is that it gives us latitude in terms of our beliefs and our practices. There can be more than one right way to act and to think and to believe as a Jew. And since we don't have to read the Torah's text as literal, instead, we can read the story of Sinai as asking us a question. Was there ever a moment in your life when you felt connected to something larger? When you felt a great sense of awe or gratitude? When you felt particularly connected to others? When you were amazed at, say, the birth of a child or people's capacity to care for each other or at the sheer magnitude and beauty of the starry night sky? Those are our Sinai moments. Those are the moments when we come into contact with God in whatever way we perceive God. And like the people at Mount Sinai, we often walk away from those moments a little bit changed, feeling a sense of commitment and responsibility to help others, to love and care for our families, to protect the planet, to be learners, to grow into better versions of ourselves. When we stand at Sinai, whatever that means for us, We can hear those divine words being spoken to us. And because, as we said, Sinai isn't any one place, that means that we can stand there over and over again in our lives. We can learn different things, and we can keep growing from the experience. So in the end, the story of the Ten Commandments is the story of how we connect with God, with others, with the universe, with ourselves. And it's the story of how those connections inspire us, how they help us grow. So it's worth asking ourselves this week, what are the moments in my life when I've stood at Sinai? And in those moments, what commandments did I hear? What did I feel inspired to improve or repair about myself or about my relationships or about the world around me? I'm going to go do some thinking right now. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.